the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and I welcome you to the program. I'd like you to show me, please, the headlines of the New York Times and the Los Angeles Times. Los Angeles Times calls grow to remove Trump. New York Times, tire head, calls grow to remove Trump as U.S. officials head for exit. Yes, even the Wall Street Journal editorial board called for him to resign. We are living through another hysteria. The Wall Street Journal editorial board, which I I have said for so many decades, is the, the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal, the opinion page of the Wall Street Journal, is life-saving for this country. And I think they panicked. The You live in New York. It's very difficult not to panic. If you... You want to hold your head up high at any at anything, and you're the Wall Street Journal, and you didn't call for Donald Trump to resign. Why should he resign? Let's get rid of the idea he asked people to uh, to be a mob inside the U.S. Capitol. I read his speech. I didn't see where he said it. I read two pieces. Was it the Guardian and uh, and uh, uh, sorry, and Fortune, and And to to make the case that he uh, instigated what happened, and there was no case. The Guardian used words by Giuliani and others over the course uh, of the last month. or more to say, look, you see, they've incited violence. Tell me something. If you say to uh, non-white America every day that every white is a racist, are you inciting a violence? Is there anything worse than a racist? I'm quite serious. What is worse than a racist? I uh, I cannot think of an epithet that is more dark than being a racist. Especially considering the amount of evil done in the name of racism. So every white is a racist is not inciting, but Donald Trump's speech was inciting. But hysteria is the single greatest operational tool of the left and there are people on the right who fall in for it the the power of the media is almost total 
the information that the human being receives is the is exactly how the human being perceives reality, correct? So if if you're told often enough men give birth, then if you don't if you deny that men give birth, you are anti science and a hater. You see how that you see how it works? The old saw went, oh, two and two is five. Men give birth is two and two is five. Men menstruate is two and two is five. And I would say that half of America's educated youth uh, would say that men give birth. That is the power of the media and academia together creating a false construct of the universe. I do hold the president uh, at fault for not emphasizing Georgia more than the uh, alleged fraud of the election. That was a, uh, I said it at the time, everything is about Georgia, everything. I have no idea if the Georgia vote was was honest. The the notion that almost half this country believes that elections have been tampered with, this does not bother the left. It is, is even if they think such people are wrong, that so many people believe it. If you care about the country, you need to address it. There should have been uh, an investigation begun and, and the concentration been on Georgia. The whole point of what is going on now is to destroy his legacy, destroy his name, maybe even destroy him. I think that there are a lot of people on the left who would like to see him prosecuted. They have said so. It's not, I don't, it's not an I think. That would be a first in American history, to the best of my knowledge, seeking to jail an ex-president. But why not? Who's going to stop them? If you say he shouldn't be imprisoned, Twitter will shut you down. Correct? Facebook will shut you down. We are moving. I have never said this. I've never said this. It never even occurred to me to say it. But we are moving toward a dictatorship. The United States of America. The House of Representatives run by the left who have never, ever, ever given up power uh, easily. And the Senate and the presidency. With the compliant press as their bodyguard of lies, to use Churchill's phrase in World War II, anything can be done. If they want, they could say, if you, if you do not write an essay on how men give birth, uh, you will be regarded as a hater. Already there are calls 
I forgot the woman who did uh, made this call to have a list of all Americans who might have said something perceived as racist at any time in their lives. You get one chance, and then did you see that, by the way? You haven't seen that? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if things like that start occurring. Now, uh, it's not over, and I, uh, I have a motto, which I came up with this week. If you only fight when you think you'll win, you won't win. Or you can't win. I don't remember which verb I used. There are a lot of us, my friends, a lot of us. What you what you need to do, what we need to do is sever our links with the left. The first thing people need to do is take their kids out of any school that teaches the 1619 Project. Your school has been morally and intellectually corrupted. Why would you want your child to be raised in a morally and intellectually corrupt environment? That would be a... We are... We are only we are phenomenally strong in numbers. We who love this country, we who take its original values seriously, e pluribus unum in God we trust and liberty. We there are a lot of us. I mean tens upon tens of millions, probably a hundred million. Not everybody uh, who uh, uh, who agrees with us voted. And even in vote, we got 74 million during COVID. That's astonishing how many things were arrayed against this president. It almost seems like the devil (laughs) planned it with COVID in particular. I had a fireside chat yesterday for the first time in 165 fireside chats. It was live. Most mostly young people watch. Mostly young people send in questions, and it was uh, it broke my heart the questions that these good young people wrote in. How do I answer people who say that this was white privilege that they got into the Capitol? One eight Prager seven seven six. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the one hundred percent drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Just my friends, I welcome you back. I'm Dennis Prager. 
And I am going to have on the line right now two Californians. I am in California, as I'm sure nearly all of you know, but in any event, two Californians who were at the rally. I have not spoken to either of them at all. I have no idea what they'll say, but I would like to know more from people who are actually there. And they are Mitchell White and Joel James. And gentlemen, hi, welcome to the show. Where are you both now? I'm at home in uh, Mission Hills, California. Periodically, uh, you should identify yourselves for the audience. Okay, my name is Mitchell White. I'm a technical writer. I I live in Mission Hills in the San Fernando Valley. And are you there now? Are you back in L.A.? Yes, I'm back. I got back last night at 11. Okay. And Joel James? Hi, Dennis. Great to talk with you. Yes, I uh, help to run a a company in the travel industry, uh, which is suffering right now. And uh, I'm in D.C. at the moment. I'm from California, but I'm still here in the city. Why, Why are you still there? I stayed uh, for some meetings uh, with some... Okay, personal reasons. Okay. All right, gentlemen. uh, What is the estimate of people, if there is an official estimate, of how many attended the rally? Um, The only thing... I mean, I just... Informally talking to people, and my own observation, I would say, was over a million. And the reason you say that, where did it stretch from? Well... The, the the best view I got of it was at Capitol Hill, looking back, the entire, I don't know the area, this is my first time in D.C., but the entire area of, the, of Capitol Hill was a, absolutely a, a throng, and then there were three main streets that led up to it, and as far as you could see, people were packed coming up to Capitol Hill. Uh, and, and, and Dennis, this is Joel, I'll just add to what Mitchell's saying there. Uh, he's talking about Constitution and Pennsylvania avenues, which are very wide, broad avenues uh, that converge on the west side of the Capitol. So those were filled with people. The streets were closed, and they were filled the wide breadth of the street. Uh, I'll also add that you had from the stage in the ellipse south of the White House, you had people packed all the way to uh, past the Washington Monument, well behind the Washington really? Monument. Really? Oh, that, that, yeah. I, I, that, in my mind, is an immense, immense number of human beings. It is. It's yeah. A, yeah. Massive crowd. And, and if you know the city, you've got 15th Street on the one side, uh, and I think it's 14th on the other. So you were pretty filled between those and then going back well past the Washington Monument. So what was the nature of the crowd? Angry, cheerful, in the middle? Dennis, the, Dennis, it was unbelievable. It was the, I tell you, uh, it was such an experience for me to go out there because you get kind of isolated in your own, kind of feeling like you're kind of alone in your own beliefs. Then you get out there and you see a over a million people that share the exact same values. The feeling was one of tremendous uh, joy, I think, I would say, and a lot of excitement. And there were every... I, I just felt a, a, a resonance with everyone there. Did either of you have a, a knowledge of what was going on at the Capitol when it was 
uh, violated? No, uh, and that's an important question that you're asking, because uh, not only was the crowd peaceful, upbeat, these were Americans from every walk of life. I saw veterans, I saw young and old, white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Uh, you had a great cross-section of America, people from North Dakota, Oklahoma, Hawaii. Uh, I saw all of those people, and uh, they were as they were marching to the Capitol, they were peaceful, they were happy, there were flags, banners, people were singing. Uh, no one knew what was happening in advance of the crowd. And, and that's very important when you see the videos and things that the media are playing over and over again. You'll notice that the outside shots often show the West Portico where the inaugural day is, is set up. And it's, it's not filled with people when you see those scenes of of people pushing over barriers and punching policemen. That's an important thing to note, an important time signature issue, because uh, the, the crowd was not there yet. Uh, once the crowd got there, they moved up and filled that entire West Portico. And so all the images I have show the West Portico filled with people in a relaxed posture. Uh, they were singing the national anthem. They were having a great time making their voices heard, you know, petitioning their government, as the First Amendment gives us the right to do, but none of them knew what was happening inside, and there was a, a, a suppression on cell signal. You, you couldn't, I was having a hard time sending texts out to friends and family or photos, um, and so we did not know that there was this group of agitators that had broken in, uh, and some were led in by the Capitol Police, by the way. Um, we were told that. So, so no one knew that as you're walking for a mile in a massive crowd very slowly toward the Capitol. When people say the president spurred these people on, or the word they use is incited, what, what is your reaction? It, it's, it's absolutely false. It's absolutely false. He just... He said, we're going to go down and make our voices heard. That's all he said. That's He said, after this is over, after his speech, he says, let's go down to Capitol Hill and make our voices heard. And that's, uh, it, it's absurd. It's absurd. Word. Yeah, and you know, you know, Dennis, the, the president was very calm. In fact, uh, yeah, I thought he right. was actually not, not as energized as he often is when you see him at these rallies on television and things. I hadn't been to a Trump rally previously, but I actually thought his demeanor was a little bit suppressed, um, maybe because he knew that, you know, they weren't really going to do the right thing in the Congress that day. Uh, but uh, there was nothing incendiary. And in fact, he just laid out very carefully his case and why he believed that the electoral certificate should be sent back to the swing state legislatures to be reevaluated with the evidence uh, of potential voter fraud or irregularity. Yeah. So did either of you know about what was happening at the Capitol? No, not, not, not till we got there. Uh, when we got there, then uh, there was, all, it was obviously planned that people would, were going to be there, you know, uh, doing that. You know, and they kept saying, get up, come on in, get up, come on in. What I think is interesting, and I'll, I'll give a little bit different perspective a little bit, because I was a little torn because I kind of felt like we should be, we should be going in there and it being heard. I mean, I think 
if you look in context, here's one and a half million people who feel like every door has been slammed in our face. That's right. So, yeah, I, no, no, I, 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 hold on, guys. I have to take a break. Two people were there. When I said that's right, I'm talking about the perception of half of America. Every door has been slammed in their face, even the ability to speak out publicly. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager with two Californians who were at the rally in Washington, D.C., and they are Mitchell White and Joel James, both of whom I know, as it happens, and both of whom I have very high regard for. And at the very end of the previous segment, Mitchell said something that explains a lot. All the doors are being closed with regard to us. That this is the feeling of half of America. That Facebook and Twitter could close the account of the President of the United States. That Victor Zelenko, Vladimir Zelenko, a, uh, a magnificent physician uh, who has saved hundreds of lives in COVID in New York City, that Twitter could shut down his account because he said, and he can give you the names of people whose lives he has saved with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. His account has been shut. When we have tried to tweet out Victor Zelenko, that has been censored. Every avenue, every door, as Mitchell White put it, every door seems to be closing on half of this country. So the, I condemned the uh, intrusion, the mob, whatever term you wish to use, though I will not use the word insurrection. It, it, it's, it's a rape of language to use the word insurrection. Uh, but uh, the, this is what they do. Was it, was it not an insurrection? If that's an insurrection, what happened in Portland? What happened in Seattle? New York City? The closed-door thing, Mitchell White, that's, that's a biggie. You want to expound on it in your own words? Was, it was a, a seminal moment. It was a turning point of something because we found each other as Americans. I mean, I'm telling you, the, the chaos and the lawlessness is in our institutions. It's not in our people. And, and uh, even uh, I... I don't have anything against those people that organized it. I don't know that I would say I'm against it because we broke in there. To, and the people I talked to, I talked to about seven people that, you know, not the people that broke the windows and everything, but the, even the breaking of that was to open the doors is my understanding. And I know there were excesses and I know everything about that. And you're, you're going to have a messy situation whenever that happens. But the people I talked to were driven to get inside that house. And when they got inside, it wasn't to destroy. It was to stand there and say, this is our house. Because these people have closed the door on on all of us, and and uh, the people were honorable. Everyone I talked to that 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 went inside, I there are people that served in the military that are very very you know they have more of the Constitution and the law in their hearts than these that a lot of the politicians have in in their heads or whatever. I don't know these, but but from my perspective, that's that's what I saw, 
and it, and I know it was mixed because I know there was Antifa in there too, and I know there were excesses. How, how but, do you know? How do you know Antifa was in there? Just by what people told me, they said the people that got in there said we saw people going around. They would wear the MAGA hats, but they wouldn't look you in the eye, and you could just tell that they were not part of us. So there was a mix in there. Yeah. Well, look, I, I'm I'm agnostic on that because I I don't know it for sure. It makes sense that they would do that, but I don't know that they did. Can yeah. we use well, can we use photographs to identify any of these people? Yeah, I think they're. I think they can. I think they're they're doing that. I was, and, and the people I talked to also said that um, I talked to this one kid, and he and, and we were talking together about it. He went, tried to get in. He got pepper sprayed a few times and went back out. But he said that uh, I said, "Well, Antifa was in there organi- or organized." He said, "No, it wasn't Antifa." And he says, "It was Trump people." And so I I feel like I don't want to be apologizing for these guys. I want to say they there there's finally comes a point. And these, these people are feeling it. There comes a point where you say our government has re- refused to acknowledge us, and the authority, where does it go? It goes back to the people. And I'll tell you, the people that were there are people that, that, have, that are self-disciplined. They're people that know the law. They're people who are religious people. And they're people, the institutions need to be reflecting who we are and not the and not, and we need we're not subservient to them and I so for my part maybe I'm outlier on it but I'm glad they broke in there because they yeah. go went in there all right I, I, all right on that we differ I'm I'm not glad they broke in but I I was more interested in hearing what you saw which you said and why you believe that they should have I think people need to understand I thank you both uh, Joel James and Mitchell White. Uh, I condemned the break-in when it happened, and I still do. And the damage done to our side is the greater damage. I don't believe everybody who went in uh, was a bad human being, but they did a bad thing. All right, I want to thank those two gentlemen, Mitchell White and Joel James. I have to move on because Friday would really have one hour to review the news. Happiness Hour comes up next, and then... Whatever is on your mind, the whatever is on your mind hour. Uh, it, it, I know, I know uh, these two gentlemen. They are wonderful human beings. They love this country. They are, in both cases, they are committed and loving Christians. And for the record, I am a Jew. I am, hopefully, a loving Jew, but I am a Jew. So I have no axe to grind uh, with in, 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 in a religious sense, as it were. But these are my, my type of people. I understand the frustration that led people who are peace-loving, family-loving people to want to get into the Capitol with their grievances. But it was, I believe, a very, very a bad thing to do. As we see now, it has only damaged our cause because they're making it a, a, a form of hysteria. Insurrection, the, the absurdity of the term, it was bad enough without insurrection. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. Any term could be used. 
the silence of the mainstream media with regard to the staggering destruction of left-wing mobs this whole this past whole summer and longer than that springing into summer the what was done to downtown portland downtown seattle midtown manhattan and other places and then and then this is all that's all there is this is all there is it, it took joe biden 6 days to condemn the riots with a tweet and it uh, took republican senators 6 minutes and this was accompanied by no fires and no destruction of of uh, people's businesses i condemned it uh, it was uh, it was a terrible mistake in my opinion but uh, we always are, we're supposed to ask why did it happen? Why did why did nominally not nominally why did good people do something like this? The closed door theory. I, I was speaking to my uh, younger son who lives in Pennsylvania, and he was telling me about his friends who love America. And we're talking people in their 20s. And the frustration that they feel about having no, as Mitchell White put it, all the doors closed. I mean, what it, it, it gave me the chills when Mitchell White said this. This is what half of America feels, and I understand why they feel it. It doesn't justify doing just anything, but uh, you must know that wherever they turn, it is with contempt for everything that they treasure. Yes, everything, everything. Where can they turn for some affirmation of what they, what half this country believes? Nowhere. They can't turn to elementary schools, high schools, colleges, graduate schools. They can't turn to any mainstream medium, whether it's in print or on the internet or on TV. They have talk radio. That's right. That's true. They have a lot of terrific internet sites. Thank God. Until we're or until we may be suppressed, which could happen. They would certainly like to. Where do they turn? You're 28 years old and you you love this country? You can't even say you love this country and get a job in many instances. Did you know that? That's astonishing. An American flag, if you put a little American flag at your desk at work, when people used to go to work, remember that? That's now considered a hate symbol. The left has made the American flag into a hate symbol. So uh, while I don't agree and, and believe it was terribly wrong at the time and now, at least people who have any intellectual curiosity should ask why are good people involved in such things. Not all of them were good people. 
but good people were involved. The doors are closing. That's That was a great uh, metaphor, which I will keep. We are, we are, we believe that we are watching an assault on America that has never existed before since the Civil War. The South made an assault on America in eight, what was Fort Sumter? 1860 what? 62? So what, what year was it? And... That was the uh, opening salvo in a civil war, which, by the way, we have a a very important video that it was slavery that the civil war was fought over. 1861. 1861. Boy, did I miss by a lot. Missed it by that much. That's the first time that missed it by that much was actually accurate. Usually I get a missed it by that much when I really, really blew it. I thank those gentlemen. I will take your calls, and we will proceed. You are listening to The Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Okay, everybody, I'm Dennis Prager. And Trish in Montauk, New York. Hello. Hi, Trish. Uh, Mr. Prager, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for calling. I'm a a huge fan and uh, appreciate everything you've done for our country. Thank you. I have a dilemma. Um, Did I misunderstand last week? Do you have a child that's in elementary school age? No, I have a grandson in elementary school. Ah. Do you educate him through the regular school system? No, he's in... uh, My son sends him... uh, and his little brother, there are two uh, two sons there, uh, both to uh, religious Jewish schools. Oh, lucky them. Yes, it For is lucky them. Have- uh, by the way, it's even lucky them with regard to non-panic over COVID. Because they, they have more, more classes uh, getting together than uh, public schools do. I, I couldn't agree more, and I, I appreciate the moral sensibilities they're teaching as well. My son is in a private school, and um, yesterday the cultural history lesson that was taught was shocking um, for us being a religious conservative family. And I'm looking for options. I listen to you every day, and I listen to everything you have to say about uh, looking for alternative solutions, even homeschooling, which is as scary as it is. I'm considering uh, those options now, and I really wanted some Yes, well, bless from- you. Uh, listen... People ask me all the time, what should we do? I say fight, then people say, okay, what should we do? So I, I will I will begin I will begin with an answer to this that I always start with, and that is take your kids out of school. Private schools are as, are as, uh, as uh, uh, intellectually and morally uh, dishonest as, uh, as public schools. There are exceptions, both among public schools and among private schools, and if there is an exception, then fine. That's great if you could send your kid to an exceptional school. Every kid should be watching PragerU videos. They're free, so I I, I have no problem in advocating it. 
Okay, I'm not selling you anything. That's why we exist. There, there are now about 450 of them. I would say from the age of 10 on, uh, they are easily perceived and with parental help certainly perceived. Uh, they have to have uh, other kids in their lives. Uh, but homeschooling is the most obvious solution. I can, I totally get it that it's intimidating. And I'm going to have program after program telling you how to do it without being intimidated. But we have to make our own better America and not rely on the government. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take relief factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start that's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 